This is Hope FM. Well, we live in a global village, and I know that there have been many of you listening to Hope FM in many countries. We have a very big audience in Kenya. Part of the reason for that, of course, is that that there is another Hope FM station broadcasting in Kenya, and you constantly get both stations confused. But if you're listening to Hope FM from Bournemouth in the United Kingdom, you're very welcome. My very special guest, though, is not from Kenya. She's from Nigeria and has come all the way uh, to Bournemouth uh, to study... uh, media of one kind or another. Now, her, I'm going to tell you her full name, but I'm only going to tell you this once, uh, uh, and you'll understand why in, in, in a moment, but then I'm going to be calling her Afi from there on in. So, Afi Ongbasi Inyang. Now, have I, have I pronounced it right, Afi? Yes, you did. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Nigeria to Bournemouth, it's an awful long way to come to study, and I know that you've been no stranger to radio, but tell us something about your journey. I mean, how did you come to get involved in radio in Nigeria in the first place? Frankly speaking, um, I just, I needed a job. So it wasn't as if I planned on getting into radio. What I studied, I studied English in school. Mm -hmm. Now, when I was younger, I had the opportunity to get into media because we had this um, thing. I remember after I finished secondary school and um, there was this hype on a radio station that just came on board. And they were like, oh, if you're young, you can... Um, read something and do this just send us a short clip of what you've done everything and my friends are like go ahead go ahead do it you I think you can I'm like radio no way so I didn't bother you know I was like nah I don't want to get into media and that was it and then I finished university and I was looking for a job I was like oh god I need a job badly you know (laughs) and then I got into contact with someone who said oh okay come into the radio the same I was like radio again but I needed this job desperately so I joined but trust me um, two months well, you did into say, the oh, job. God, so I suppose it was his fault, really. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't his fault. It was just me getting exasperated that, as in, I really didn't want media. I mean, uh, I wanted to do something quick that would give me money, you know, that kind of a thing. And that's the thought that goes through a lot of us young people's minds, you know, back then. But and there's really, nothing wrong with that, because you have to earn a crust, don't you? I Well, yeah. <laughs> but um, truly, I got into media, into radio then. The government was a government station as an intern. And I loved every bit of it. The fact that you could get to create things, you know, and people just behind the microphone and people are listening and thinking we had this show the very first thing I got to do was to produce um, it was like a travel show travelogue we really didn't have money so basically we did a research and you know created out of the research we did about different states and communities their music their food we created um, some real nice stuff you know on the script and then presented it to people and a lot of people kept asking even people we're working with were like who gave you guys funding to go to the States? You get this, you know, because we talked with people from that state. We got to learn about their music and all of that. And it was fun. And I I think that was when my love for uh, media, for journalism came into being, mm-hmm. you know. And well, I often how. tell people that if you come close to any form of radio, it's very addictive, isn't it? It is. <laughs> You're very right. <laughs> but here you are in Bournemouth in the United Kingdom at, at Bournemouth University. What, what are you going to be studying over the next few years? Um, multimedia journalism is what I'm doing, um, Masters. And it's, um, well, I think it came, usually it's you study a course and then you want to work, you know, because, but mine was different. I did the work, you know, because I've done a lot of radio work, you know, and um, I worked with the BBC Media Action as well. And I, I just loved what I 
did and what I'm still doing because it's like, as you said, addictive. And I thought, oh, let me go study this. And um, it was a coincidence I came to the UK because I wasn't even planning on it. <laughs> but I, I think God just designed it. I had to be not just in Bournemouth and I had to be in the studio as well because it wasn't really in the uh, radar and thing. But yes, here I am in Bournemouth coming to study multimedia journalism and doing a lot of radio podcasting, you know, and, and uh, yeah, it's God. That's what I'd say. Now, of course, you, you've had a bit of a bumpy journey and quite a bit of sadness uh, in in your life. I, I know that you sadly lost your husband. And of course, you have very firm faith. That must have been difficult time. Tell, tell us a wee bit about how you managed to walk through that experience. And, and of course, you've got two young children as well. Yes. So, yes, as you said, it was pretty bumpy. Um, my husband died um, in 2020 um, during the thick of the COVID thing. But he had cancer, you know, um, rhabdomyosarcoma. That's what doctors says. But we didn't know what it was at the beginning, you know. And then um, we had some terrible medical care that didn't actually work out. So by the time we knew what it was, um, it had really gone far. But we were able to, like, you know, he was able to, like, stay for a bit with the treatment. We got, we even travelled, you know, out of the country to get the treatment. But basically, um, it wasn't about the treatment. It was more about my faith in God because I know one of the things that kept me going was Jehovah is Rapha. He can heal. He said in his word that he heals. And it wasn't really the first time God was healing. I mean, I'd had, um, I, there was a time in my life that I was so sick. And um, when we went to the hospital, I remember God um, in the hospital room. I was there like um, for about a little over a week. And then I heard clearly, do you trust me? And this was for me, I think it was the very first time I was hearing clearly someone speaking to my ears you know usually you say God speaks to you and through his word you know but this I heard clearly and I turned in the room I was alone like was an like, audible voice yes yeah. really and I was like oh, what's that and I heard it do you trust me and I was like oh but of course I trust you now I'm talking about this because this was part of the foundation faith I had that made me believe that my husband would come out of what it was he was going through. So you had faith you that, he, that he, he, he could he, be healed? Yes, I had the faith. Not that he could, that he would that be he healed, would be actually. Healed. That's the thing. And that's that's the confidence I have in God, you know. It was about my relationship with him. And, for okay, so he didn't tell me clearly, like audibly, like he had told me, do I trust him earlier before I got the news of what was wrong with me then? But he healed me from it. So based on that faith, I was like, God, you had healed me through something that was very serious. You know, I came out of the hospital strong. I could walk again. And so you can heal my husband as well. So I had that faith and I moved on with it. And so, um, but if it did, if you ask me, did God tell you that my husband would not die? You know, no, he didn't tell me that. But this is, you know, when you have a childlike faith, you're going to just know that your father is able to do. So that was it for me. So when he passed after a while, but he was getting better. So we didn't expect that he would pass. We went through a lot of stress, you know, to get to that point. So when he died, it shook me. It shook my faith for a moment because I was like, God, no, this isn't what you want said to me this is you know so it was really a bumpy time for me and I had this thing I kept saying you've done this and I'm shaky and I I have children I don't want them to grow up 
thinking that God is wicked or that God didn't want to heal. So I need you to help my faith and help the faith of my young children, you know. And he did because he kept speaking a word to me, but I refused to hear. He kept referring me to a Bible verse that said, some died believing, having not received. And I kept hearing that, you know, in my mind. I didn't know what part of the Bible it was. And then one day I picked it up, I read, and I read through it. I realized that my husband was healed. You know, it's how, just that. What was your husband's name? I can. I can. Yes. And how, how old was he when he passed? He was 48. Mm-hmm. So he would have been 50 this year. Uh, and actually. he also had faith like yourself? Yes, he did. He did. He had. It's crazy because my children look back and they're like, they don't remember. Now, they knew their father was sick, but they don't. When they remember him sick, they don't. They're not sad. They remember his faith, how he loved dancing, you know, how he loved the word because he was a preacher of the word as well. So that's what they remember. That's what, you know, so some people ask me now, you know, people don't know what we've been through, especially people we've met here. But when they, they, they just know, oh, your husband's one, they're like, it's, when they know, they're like, are the children not sad? I'm like, look at them. Do they look sad? Yeah. And then they bring the picture of their dad. They're like, look at daddy's mm-hmm. picture you know and everything mm-hmm. and they feel they're like they should be and I'm like no because I tell them to be open they they know who their God is they mm-hmm. know that God is a merciful and good God so I think that sometimes uh, that, that uh, you know particularly maybe because of sadness because there is sadness in parting but uh, once when I was praying I lost a good friend also who was very young but when I was praying about it I felt God saying to me Blair don't you know that for a Christian death is perfect healing and, you know, I'd never thought of it in that way before. But, of course, it is because it's not it's the sadness in parting. Uh, and, 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 of course, sometimes, the, you know, the, the whole process of death is, and it must have been very difficult for you because you're watching, in this case, Alphan suffering, you know. But actually, you know where he is. Yes. He's probably listening to us right now, isn't he? Exactly. (laughs) It's a comfort. And then I think we're sad because we're not seeing the person physically again here. You know, it's just like someone traveling away from the sand. The person is not here with you. But the thing is, you know where the person is when you're a Christian. And that gives you comfort. Let's have your first piece of music. And it's from Maverick City Music. Why, Why this one? Uh, a song that encouraged me during my time of going through. I mean, yes, I speak about my faith and all, but I had the down moments, you know, and then the songs helped me pick up, remember God's faithfulness and just know that he loves me in spite of it all. And he's mapped away for me. He knows what he's doing. So, yeah, it helps build my faith up again. This is Hope FM. Well, Afi is my very special guest today and you've heard there how she had to uh, work through the sadness of losing her husband and of course that would have that would have presented all sorts of problems there's the grief in 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 losing Afan obviously uh, with your children and and your future and so on how how did you work through all of that and 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 did your faith sustain you through it Yes um it did. So the thing is, sometimes people believe that, or Christians actually would believe, some, some of us believe that we're superhumans. And because we're Christians, you shouldn't break down. Well, my part of the world, you know, where I come from, sometimes you're given that, you know, status like you. But I think God took me through a process of um, studying all 
my um, my faith all over again, you know. So it wasn't about the fact that, you know, I told you earlier that I had strong faith. I knew where I was coming from anything, but this shook me. Well, so. it would have shaken anybody, wouldn't it? <laughs> I guess. I mean, some of us get a cold and we're shaking there. Well, never mind what you're going through, you know. <laughs> so I really, I, I had a lot of talking to God and trying to find out what is in this for me? What what do you want me to do? Where do I start from? How, you know, I trust you, but you know how it is. You know God is, God is a healer and then you feel like he hasn't healed someone and then you're like, should I question my faith? You know, no. But now the thing is, even though I went through that, I still had. God is just loving. He has a way of bringing understanding and just bringing into His warmth. And then things that don't seem clear to you just seem clearer. You know, mm. He just helps me yeah. build my faith. And it's important to grieve, isn't it? I mean, it's important oh, yes. to be honest about. And of course, your God, feelings, your emotions, yeah, with God, and yes. not feel guilty about that. I think a lot of people do, don't they? And yes. you know, we su- should be super spiritual. You know, and <laughs> yes. not, uh, and uh, don't question God. Yeah. I actually got a lot of that. But when I talk with God, He made me understand that. Ask me, my child. Yeah. You know, and when I, each time I asked Him, sometimes it took me to the process where I realized that even when I don't understand, I should still trust Him. Mm. And that's what it's been like. It's interesting because we're working on introducing a new support service in conjunction with another ministry, you know, and that one of the things that they will be doing in partnership with ourselves is to, we'll have a telephone number, but, but people will be able to sort of just share Mm. Without you must do this or read this verse or yeah. whatever they'll just listen. But one of the one of the cornerstones is, and I like your saying, uh, "Talk to me, my child," <laughs> because what, one of the things we've learned is that uh, in the same way we're so used to talking to each other about our problems, and sometimes even that is a challenge. But but we but actually God loves to hear our sadness yeah. and, and our anger you know and when he likes to hear it from our lips doesn't he he does but he the does. cultures sometimes culture christian culture says something different oh yes. no you should be strong yes. you know where's your faith true true <laughs> yeah yeah and that could cause a lot of barrier to people and you find out that there are a lot of christians they actually believe in god but they are carrying so much weight so much burden because they've not the culture has not allowed them to release all of this that's why the bible says casting all your cares upon me you know, upon him, for he cares for you. Mm. We've not, we don't totally understand or fully understand what mm. that means. Mm. And it helps me because I don't carry the sorrow. Yes, I feel sad sometimes, but I'm not sorrowful about it, no. And I'm able to still counsel people, to talk to people who are going through different issues. And people wonder, where do you get your strength from? <laughs> what would you ever have thought that, you, here you are in Nigeria going through all of this stuff, and you, you, you had experience in radio, a lot of experience in radio in, in, in Nigeria, uh, and here you are in Hope FM, a little studio in the back of nowhere, uh, and, uh, sharing with us your, your wonderful story. It's amazing, God it works, is. isn't it? It is, because I didn't expect this. I mean, I didn't know I'd be here. I didn't even know I would be in Bournemouth. He just came up, you know, like, so that's why I knew that God directed my steps, you know, to this place. And I'm just trusting him to take me all the way. And look at me now, what I went through, what was a tough time for me, I'm sharing with people. I'm hoping that, you know, people who are going through some sort of mourning themselves or lost, that they would benefits from what I have shared today to know that look in in the middle of all of this there is hope 
oh, and this is Help FM, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> God just, God yeah. knows how to turn. When he says that, he turns your mourning into dancing. He knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He knows his word is yea and amen. And really, he can do that. It doesn't mean that you'll always feel happy or be on the rooftop shouting, you know. But the thing is, there's this peace, there's this calmness he gives you in your heart. There's this joy that people can't understand that even in the midst of the problems, you have peace, you have joy, you have hope. People, the world can't understand this, but you know, you just know it and you just move with it. Mm. I think sometimes God, people think that God is a very stern father and he does all these things because we need to be punished. <laughs> you know? yeah. But in actual fact, uh, I mean, we're weeping. You were weeping for the loss of Afan, but God weeps as well. Yeah. Uh, and uh, afterwards did, I mean, sometimes, you know, God will give us that special little insight into into in, into grief and helps helps us to cope with grief did did you get an assurance you know where afan was did did yeah i can actually yes i did i got this assurance so i said um there was a word he kept giving me and i kept you know because you're going through anger and you're sorrowing that you know like i just lost him how could i can die oh lord how could you and then he kept putting the word Subtly, and that's the thing about the Holy Spirit, He doesn't push. So I kept out, it will come to my mind, and I'll just, you know, like you're batting away a fly. Mm. And I kept hearing, Some died believing, having not received. And I kept, I knew I needed to go read that scripture and fully understand it, but I just didn't want. And then one day, I think um, like four days after he had died, you know, I was some, I had this um, relative of his that was by me, you know, and people were just around talking and everything. and I saw a Bible with her and I was like, okay, Lord, can you give me the Bible? Let me just see. And I opened it. It was book of Hebrews, chapter 11. And I was saying, let me search for that particular verse, yes. you know. And someone said something to me. So I looked up to attend to the person. And then I looked down. As I looked back down, my eyes went straight to where the Bible verse was, the exact verse. And he made me understand that. The reason was because they said some died believing having not received because they looked, their eyes were not, was not here. You know, they were looking forward to another city whose builder and maker is God, you know. And it helped me understand that Akan was healed, actually. He was healed. You know, it's just that he was looking, he wasn't, he saw something better, a beautiful place that was way better than this world where we were. You know, and his eyes looked towards it and he went to his maker. He went to that city. And so it assured me, gave me the assurance that he's in a better place. He's happy where he is. And, you know, the last thing he told me before he died was he said, Afi, Afiung. He calls me, he always calls me Afiung, the fooling, write down joy. I didn't understand what he meant <laughs> because at that point he wasn't really talking. He would go in and out, you know of the, maybe the medication yes, and consciousness yes. and all. And he said, Afyung, write down joy. I didn't remember. It was some days after, because I usually jot down my thoughts, you know, on my phone, notebook and everything. So I opened up to write something and I saw it. Oh, I can said, I wrote it there. I can said I should write down joy. That's when I remembered. And those were the last words he said to me, you know. So that was an assurance again that, God was reminding me that, look, Akan is in a better place. 
Well, that's why this station is called Hope FM. Yeah, <laughs> uh, hope. And, and I guess, uh, and in fact, our Bible verse uh, uh, today, I don't know whether, whether you heard it right at the beginning of the program, but it was from Romans 12, and it was be joyful in hope. In hope. <laughs> and of course, it's hope of that. In this case, Akan's in the right place yes. and with Jesus, and uh, patient in affliction, yeah. which is hard, isn't it? Yeah, it could uh, be very tough, and but faithful in prayer. Yeah. Now, in terms of faith, here you are. Uh, it takes a lot of dosh to do a, a, a course and to bring your your family to the to the UK. You've taken a major step step of faith. Uh, and uh, and guys, if you're listening to this program, do play for Afi and the girls. Uh, Thank you. Because you need to find employment. Yes, uh, I do. And in the, just to give you enough enough money. Now, now clearly, you're trusting God for 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 all of this. But in order to take such a big step, I mean, how sure were you that Bournemouth was what God was saying? So first of all, I wasn't even sure UK was it. I wanted to go to Canada or to the US. So at that point, um, after I kind of died, I felt it was a start of my life and knew I needed to start again and I didn't know how. So I was praying about it. And then about seven, eight months after he died, my job, I was working with an, an organization and the funding ran out. And so I was out of job. I was like, okay, God, I don't understand. I'm asking you to help me in the start and then something else is ending. And then I realized that, you know, that thought, you've always wanted to go back to school. It's time to do it. And I was like, okay, I really don't have money, but I'll see what I can do. Because, yes, we did spend a lot trying. He had cancer, so we had to spend yeah. a lot of money trying to treat him Because you don't have a national you know? health and service in Nigeria, do you? No, it doesn't really cover yeah. cancer. Yeah. You know, it's just a small, it's smaller stuff. So I was like, okay. Um, let me see, Canada, my sister, my younger sister is in the UK and she was like, come to the UK, even if you're not schooling, just come, you need to rest. You've gone through so much already in this few years. You really need to take a break. I'll help you like handle the children while you're just resting. And I applied for the, the visa and I didn't get any date. That was soon. I kept waiting for a date and they said there was no available date that year. I was like, okay, Canada, I can go to school. So I applied. Oh, no, I didn't apply. I started doing my research on what school I wanted to go to. So, and then I got this, I got to talk with a friend. I was like, come to the UK. I was like, UK is expensive. I can't afford it. No, <laughs> you know, so I just shelved it, you know. And then I was, I was reading through this, this book. I was reading Knowing God, you know, and... It was a study book. And then he reminded me of a word I had heard, you know, and he connected it to UK. And I was like, no, Lord, I'm sure you're joking. And he said, go and pick up that Bible verse I gave you. I couldn't, you know, so the Bible verse had been missing for a while at the wallet where I kept it. So I was like, ah, I can't even find the wallet. So see, and he was like, go check this place. <laughs> so I went, I put my hand in the bag place. I couldn't find it. I was like, I can't find it. And he's like, put your hand deeper. And I dipped it and I just moved my hand just once, twice, and I found the wallet. I was screaming because we'd been looking for the wallet for about a month. We couldn't find it. I opened, I saw the verse, I read the verse. I was like, okay, still doesn't mean anything about UK. And I went back to my study. So there was a part where I needed to read the Bible about it. And I couldn't, somehow the Bible wasn't around. He was like, well, you're standing up, pick up the Bible. So I picked the Bible and I opened it. And it was after I'd opened it, it dawned on me that it's the exact same verse you know, that he had given me an award and he told me to check the wallet. It was the same verse. And it was like, child, you know, as in like, am I telling you something? It's like, ah, no, I don't want to go to the UK. I can't afford it, everything. And just to add to it, someone out of the blues called me 
a relative, you know. I think the angels were working overtime <laughs> here, yeah. You know, and he said, come to Bournemouth. Come to Bournemouth. You know, it's affordable. Well, uh, to an extent, you can pay, spread your fees across. And that's what I did. And, you know, I was like, okay, Lord, if this is going to be, if this is really you, like, okay, I'm going to trust you and just go all the way. And that's how I applied for the school. And within months, we were in the embassy <laughs> and we got our visa. And I was like, and, and that was between September and December. And I just knew this was God telling me to come here. So I know that he led me here. Um, not because I could afford it, no, because I don't know how I was able to pay through the things we we, we paid through. I mean, the UK, the Naira to the UK dollars is, is crazy, mm. miles wide apart. Mm. But he was able to see me through. And that's how I was convinced. It's quite exciting here. Yeah. <laughs> and how did you discover Hope FM? Ah, I know how sorry. I know how I heard about you, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I heard about it from someone. You know, working in the media, you always, I mean, get yes, one to you know. So I heard about it from, um, I think, um, someone in in church, I think, and I was like, oh, let me listen. Like I hadn't heard about you then, I, you know. So I listened that day. Um, there was someone playing some old school songs. Um, that day and I love old school songs you know <laughs> Christian songs as well yeah. so I really enjoyed it so I played it for hours I just left it on in the house you know and then another time again I listened to it this time it was overnight and I, I slept off I woke up in the morning I was playing I was at first disoriented that what was playing I realized oh hope so I was playing it online I was like oh so it plays on and on I liked it and then I heard about it from church um um, Sue Bert told me about it, introduced me to someone. I was like, oh, Hope FM again. And then Pastor Peter Baker of Lansdowne Church yeah. also now introduced us. Well, it was Pastor was Baker like, who wrote to me about you. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, here you are. <laughs> here I am. Yeah. So, so I'm how, just grateful to God. So how exciting. Well, 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 you'll be hearing, no doubt, a lot from Afi. We haven't got uh, time uh, to, to tell all of your story, but we'll have to get into your longer programme. And, and no doubt I can see you behind this microphone. Afi. Oh, I look forward to it. I really, I, I think it's going to be one of my most exciting moments to actually be behind the microphone again, doing what I love to do. I love this. Sorry. Absolutely. Well, that's, <laughs> you're oozing it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, for now, I, I, you're introducing us, of course, to some new music and uh, yeah. Moses Bliss I'd never heard of. But oh. Tell us why this one. Moses Bliss is a Nigerian musician. He's a worshipper. That's what I, I don't like calling them a musician. He's a worshipper. He had, um, so when I was going through um, the period of my, you know, song, in fact, before my husband passed, there was a particular song of his that he had, you're too faithful to fail me. You're too faithful to disappoint me, you know. And so after my husband passed, I was like, oh, you know, how are you going to? So I was like, Lord, I can't sing the song again, you know, <laughs> and all of that. But then, you know, I gradually I came back to the songs that are making more meaning to me. And then he released this particular song you're going to sing. It's a bit, it's a faster beat, but the song, I just found that uh, um, no matter what it is you're going through, it's, it's just, I think you should listen to the song because the song is basically a song that helps build your faith up. You know, and tells you more about um, in a world where things are not going the way it should. How do you still stand in faith? How do you still trust God? And of course, the song features the Love World Indomitable Choir. Indomitable Choir, yeah. Indomitable. Love World, it's a Christ Embassy Choir. So it's basically Moses Bleas and the Indomitable Choir of Love World, which is Christ Embassy, coming up with the song. Take it away. <laughs> Thank you. 
This is Hope FM.